success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And do we have an invincible one to introduce you to today? Samantha Foote is a neurodivergent board certified music therapist and the host of Every Brain is Different podcast. She is a positive discipline parent educator and a registered music together teacher. She obtained a Bachelor of Science degree from Utah State University and completed her Master's of Music with a specialization in music therapy degree from Colorado State University. She is a neurological music therapy fellow and a dialectical behavior therapy informed music therapist. Oh my gosh, say that three times. Welcome, Samantha. Welcome to She's Invincible. I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I'm excited to be here. And you did a great job reading all those words. Those are big <laughs> <laughs> they are big words and I don't yeah. have a master's in music, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how fun. How fun. And man, you have done so much work. I love what you're doing. I, oh my gosh, I can't wait to dig in more to share you with our listeners and let them see exactly the magic that music brings to therapy. So let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> let's jump in. Let's not keep them waiting any longer. Let's tell our listeners, how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Yeah, so it started when I was four years old and I wanted to play the piano. And my grandma was like, no, you can't play the piano. You have to be eight. And so my mom gave me this little Muppet keyboard from the 80s. And I learned, I taught myself how to play the piano on that Muppet keyboard. And so then my grandma was like, oh, I guess you can learn. So she started teaching me lessons when I was like four or five years old. Anyway, so when I was in high school, I was known as a piano girl. I just, everything about me was music. That's what people knew. And so I was like, I want to do something in college with music and psychology, but I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a performer. I want to do something functional. And then I found music therapy. It was great. And so I went to school to be a music therapist. I love that. And little did you know that that was really going to pay off right in the in the next part of your life. But how cool is that? I'm so excited to hear. You know, it's so funny. Our guests, like some of them knew what they wanted to do when, you know, when they were little and some of them had no clue and like had all these crazy twists and turns. So when you got done school, like what kind of jobs did you have like throughout your education and, you know, up until you started this practice of your own. So when I was a kid, I worked on my parents' farm. And then I also had my own little business of mowing people's lawns. So I mowed a bunch of people's lawns. And I just always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I always wanted to do that. 
all my family were entrepreneurs, like everyone owned their own business on both sides of my family. So I just thought that's what you do. You just own your own business. After call and during college, I, you know, worked for other people. I worked um, as a behavior specialist and a bunch of different things. I taught piano lessons. And then when I was done, I came back to Boise and I worked as an independent contractor with the music therapy business. But then I did not like what they were doing. I didn't like working for them. So I just started my own business. I love that. And how long has your business been uh, here? 10 years. We celebrated our 10 year anniversary this year. Wow. That's huge. That's so monumental. Well, congratulations. Okay. What makes you invincible? I would say I don't give up. I just keep going. (laughs) There's lots of different obstacles that have been in my way and I just keep on going. I'm very optimistic. I love that. And I got to see that firsthand. So I won't I won't let the cat out of the bag, but I totally agree with you. And uh, and yeah, I admire that about you. Well, today, this is so good, too, because we're rolling right into this topic, which you can talk a lot about even with your own personal experience. But we're talking about regulating emotions through rhythms and melodies. So I you know, I think for me, like I love music. It's on my in my house 24 seven. It doesn't matter what kind of music. Well, everything but country, I should say. (laughs) Don't hate me. But but that's funny. That's my favorite music. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Well, you live out there. So maybe. But um, but I love music and I love to sing. I don't know all the words. My kids always used to say, oh, you changed the words to the song. And I'm like, no, it was the singer who got it wrong. I have the right <laughs> words. But I just I love all of that. And in fact, when my son was young, we took piano lessons together. So like it's just the thing that I love. So I'm so excited to learn like in more depth how that could be such a healing thing or help people through different things. So. As we speak of it today, we're going to talk about regulating emotions, which is high on the list right now, right? We're all emotionally charged in this the day and age where the world is right now. Uh, Let's let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've always had trouble regulating my emotions. I eventually got diagnosed with OCD, ADHD, bipolar disorder, all those things. And So this is just a topic that I love because I wish I would have had this as a kid. I've always been called dramatic and over emotional and just I cry, you know, all that stuff. And that is not bad. If you were emotional person, having emotions is not bad. I just want to put that out there. Yes. (laughs) So um, in in music therapy, there's a principle called the ISO principle. So if you are mad or you're sad or you're feeling an emotion that maybe you don't want to be feeling and you want to go to calm or happy, there is this thing that you can do. It's called the ISO principle, like I said, and it helps you go from one emotion to the other. And how you do that is if you're mad, you listen to mad music for a while. You feel the music, you feel the feeling, you let the feeling in And then you can slowly move to either happy or not sad. Well, if you want to feel sad, that's fine too. Uh, See, either happy or calm or something like that. And you can listen to music that's more on that side. So I recommend that people make playlists for themselves. And everyone asks me all the time, well, what do you put on a playlist if it's mad? What do you put on a playlist if it's happy? That is totally up to you. Because like 
Cammy brought up earlier, you brought up a good point that not everyone likes the same music. Like I love country music. That would be on my happy playlist. It would definitely not be on your happy playlist. <laughs> no. And I'm like, what the heck is mad music? So to me, would mad music be country music? Cause it does. I'm kind of like irritated by it. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, that's so interesting. So I guess it's how it's everyone's, um, is customized, right? Like whatever their personal opinions or feelings are towards different types of music. Like for me, like jazz, like smooth jazz relaxes me. And so where does that fall into calming music? Yeah. If it calms you down, then definitely put it in the calming music playlist and then you can have it when you're, when you need to calm down or if you're calm and you want to stay in the calm state, you can listen to it. That's so cool. Now we're talking about adults here, right? So we're identifying our emotions and and we're we're working accordingly with music. So let's talk a little bit about kids. Like how would that work for kids since they don't really have like all the genres down yet? They don't know what they love or what they don't love about music. So as a music therapist, I do this with kids all the time. Um, I work mostly with kids and I work mostly on them learning their emotions. So first we talk about emotions and then I will play a song for them and I won't label it. I'll just say, do you, what do you think this song is? Do you think it feels happy? Do you think it feels sad? Do you think it feels angry? Like, how do you feel about it? And I am shocked sometimes by what people say. So they'll take a song that I think sounds really happy and they'll be like, that's an angry song. And I, I want to put that in my angry song category. And so if you're working with kids or you have kids of your own, I would just do that with them and go through different songs and say, how would you categorize this song? Would you say it's happy or sad? And then I would start off with happy and sad because those are very concrete things that kids know. And then maybe get into the other categories because they don't know those as well, but they know whether they're happy or they're sad. You know, it's so funny you say that too, because I listen to music when I go to bed. So like I'll either listen to a meditation or I'll listen to music and I have a 30 second timer on my phone that says or 30 minutes that says after 30 minutes, shut the music off. So whatever I'm listening to. But there have been times when I've had like on a jazz station and it felt anxious. It made me feel anxious, like it was like fast paced or, you know, really quick and moving and just just like, you know, how music in the in the background of a scary movie when, you know, it's like that, da, 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 and you know, like they're yeah. getting to the peak. So and then then I like notice that and I'm like, oh, I can't fall asleep to this. This is stressing me out. Right. So then I have to go change the channel. Um, but I'm an adult, so I'm aware of that. But, you know, one of the questions that I have for what you've already said is, like you're saying, if you're feeling mad, listen to mad music. OK, explain that a little bit more. Why would I want more of that if I was already feeling that way? And what does that do for me? How does that move me? So if your body is already in an angry state, you want to feel that you don't want to just push it away. Um, you want to feel it. You want to go through it because that will help your body process the emotion more than if you just push it away and try to get to another state like without fully processing the emotion. And so, for example, when I played volleyball in high school, I hated my coach with a passion. She hated me. I hated her. It was mutual. So <laughs> okay, um, she like told me straight up, I don't like you. So, oh, my um, gosh. So I, I would drive home every day from volleyball practice and I would blast Lincoln Park music. 
it was in 2004. Um, so Lincoln Park was like all their age, you know. And by the time I got home, I was very calm because I had just like let out all that emotion. And I then I could be calm and I could be calm for my home life and not bring that anger home with me. But if I would listen to like happier music, I would sit and stew about it the whole time. And then I wouldn't be regulated when I got home. Oh, that's so interesting. So it's like, don't force me to be happy. Let me be angry for as long as I need to be angry until I'm ready to be happy. How do yeah. you know? Like, how, what does that feel like or look like What when you're listening to this mad music and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm done with this. Now I want to listen to something else. I'm ready to move on. How, what, what is happening internally? Um, I, me personally, I think every person is different, but I just feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And I feel like I've had a good cry without having a good cry. You know how your body just feels after you cry. Um, that's how I feel. I just feel lighter. Wow. And then that's like your indication of like, okay, we're done being mad. Now let's do, let's do something happy. Yeah. Now, do you need to do something happy or can you get home and be done being mad and just move into whatever's next? Yeah. You don't have to listen to happy music or calm music if you don't want to. Um, That's just another way to ease the transition into that um, emotion. But if you're good, just listening to the the angry music. And then after that, it's like a catharsis and you're good to go. That's great. Oh, that's so cool. I, it really, so it just moves you out of that state and into the next, and you just know you're done with that. I love that. Oh my gosh. I wish I knew this 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now I need mad music. Uh, Send me your playlist. (laughs) Well, you can go online. They actually have, I would recommend if you're having a hard time with this, there are, there are music therapists all over the world. So you could always ask a music therapist for help. You can also Google angry songs and they will give you what the internet thinks are angry songs. Um, you can also contact me. I have a whole list of different emotions and songs. So I would be happy to share that with anyone who wants it. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Awesome. Okay. Let's move into this whole focus and concentration. How does music enhance uh, your ability to focus and have better concentration? So. This is different for everyone. And the music that you can listen to is different for everyone. But especially for neurodivergent people, we can get into this space of where we're just distracted on all sides. And so if you try and listen to music that has words, I've found that it does not work. Like for me, at least, like I cannot listen to music with words and work. So other people can. And that's great. Um, You can also listen to instrumental pieces that might work. Um, If you're a music major, I don't recommend that because they teach you how to analyze music and that doesn't work for me either. So (laughs) there's ambient soundscapes or you can go to YouTube and check out deep sleep music for ADHD. And it's just sounds that are playing um, that trigger your brain into deep work. For me, I just found that this works for me. I go online and um, get tongue drum music and that puts me in a state of flow. I have never been in a state of flow ever in my life. I'm always like, what is that? Like, how do you just work and not be distracted by anything? But listening to that music, I was just in the zone. 
And so you can just, you have to play around with it and find your music that fits. But I did not know about tongue drum music. I did not know about like the deep sleep music for ADHD or brown noise or binaural beats. Um, all those different things are kind of out of the ordinary of music that you think that you could listen to, to do deep work. Amazing. So like, what about for anxiety? I know a lot of kids today are suffering from anxiety. What do you recommend for that? Is there a certain type of music or? Um, there is a program, um, I can't think of what it's called now, but I will get you the information. There's a program that um, is it's a music listening program where it actually changes your brain. So it works a lot with kids with autism and ADHD and anxiety where it changes your brain through the music and helps you have less anxiety. I love that. That's so, so cool. So for our listeners who don't know the term neurodivergent, can you break that down for us? Yeah. So neurodivergent is just people who might think differently. There are neurotypical people who are like supposedly the majority of people is what they say. And then there's neurodivergent and neurodivergent um, people might be diagnosed with ADHD, auditory processing disorder, autism, dyslexia, obsessive compulsive disorder. Any of those kind of diagnoses would fit within the neurodivergent realm. Thank you. At first, when I first met you, I didn't know what that meant. And then the more I got to know you, I was like, you were dropping like hints, but I feel like this is so helpful. Anything else you want to share about this music therapy with our listeners today? Yes, I want to share one more thing. So there, a lot of people I know are so scared of improvisation on the piano. And there are so many great benefits that you can get from either playing an instrument or drumming or anything like that. So I just encourage people to, if they want to get these benefits from music, you can go join a drum circle where all you have to do is like play an egg shaker in the drum circle and you'll get all these benefits. And if you're scared of playing the piano, just start with one finger on each hand and just like plunk it out like little kids do. And you will get so many benefits from music. And then you can go from one, like two fingers to one hand and two hands, just play the black keys, just play the white keys. Like there are so many different things you can do to get all the benefits from music. I love that. And you recently, I want to hear about this drum because you recently had a drawing and you gave away this special kind of drum. And I was like, oh, what is that? Oh, you know, and then you hit the drum like twice. And I was like, I got to have that drum. So talk a little bit about that and how you use that in your practice. So it's called um, the majority of the drums are called tongue drums, but the drum that I was specifically using was called a happy drum. So that's just the brand name of a tongue drum. And it just puts off different beat, not different beats, but different sounds that all go really well together, no matter what note you play in any order. It just sounds very peaceful to me. And that's like the music that I was talking about before the tongue drum music. Um, I just feel instantly relaxed whenever I hear this music. And so it's worked really well for kids. I worked with a kid once who needed cranial sacral therapy, but he couldn't relax enough to get this therapy that he needed. So I went in. And I played an instrument like the happy drum and he was able just to sit there and relax and get the cranial sacral therapy that he needed. So it can just relax people. And I love it too, because if you're a parent and you get it, your kid can play it and you're not annoyed. 
It sounds good no matter what they play. <laughs> oh, yes. And I can relate to that for sure. So, oh, that's amazing. That happened to me when you did that. When you hit that drum a couple times, I went into this like amazing magical state of, you know how we make a joke about and then the angel sang and we yeah. do the, oh, that's what that drum did to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I am looking um, at those. I know I have the link for it and I am looking at those because I would love to have that for me and for my grandkids. So, you know, I think that that's so fun. And what exactly what you said, it doesn't really matter how they play it. It's not driving anyone crazy. It's always going to be calming and soothing and welcomed a welcome noise in the home. So yeah, I'm super excited sure. about that. Yes, yeah. yes. Awesome. Well, this has been so great. I would love for you to tell us about your new podcast, Every Brain is Different, which is so cool because that's what you were talking about as you started this conversation about how every brain is different. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so Every Brain is Different just celebrates neurodiversity. We celebrate autism, ADHD, um, OCD, all those different diagnoses. We just celebrate how they can be strengths when a lot of people just see them as weaknesses. So we also interview people who give strategies and resources to parents of neurodivergent kids. A lot of them are neurodivergent themselves. And they're like, well, this is what I wish my parent knew when I was younger or when I was growing up. And then we also interview professionals who speak about that too. That's amazing. Amazing. And so tell us about your practice. So you have your podcast. Uh, tell us you've been in this business for 10 years of your own as an entrepreneur. Um, are you do, are you only able to work face to face? Can you work virtually? Who are your best clients? Uh, tell us everything we need to know about that. Yeah, so we mainly work face to face, but I can do virtual if there are people maybe in other states that want music therapy, as long as that state doesn't have licensure, um, licensure isn't required federally for all music therapists, but there are different states that you have to be licensed in. And so I wouldn't be able to work in that state, but I can work online for other states. But mainly we go to people's homes and we work with kids and adults with autism and other developmental disabilities. So any neurodivergent kid. <laughs> Like we work with them. We mainly work with kids, but we do work with adults too. And then we do some groups, like some social groups. And so we just use music to accomplish non-musical goals. We might work on social skills, emotional skills, motor, cognitive, communication, any of those things we can work on that using music. I love that. Now, here's a question for you. This is probably going to be an opinion, not maybe proven, but do you find it often that when you are working with a neurodivergent child that the a parent of that child is suffering from that as well? Yeah, I would say a lot of kids who are neurodivergent have neurodivergent parents, whether it's diagnosed or not. The parent will say, I know exactly where they get that from. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, I think I might be neurodivergent because my kid's neurodivergent and he's just like me. <laughs> So at that point, you're like, have a seat. Let's hit that drum, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> we'll just do this lesson together, uh, mm -hmm. mother, daughter, right? Or father, son. Yeah, I wondered about that. Like how hereditary is that uh, in a family, you know, or is it just a random thing that happens in genetics? So, yeah, I've heard that it is, they think there is definitely a genetic link for neurodivergent 
people. Um, I know in my husband's family, um, his dad's not diagnosed, but they think he has autism. And then there is like one kid almost in every single family that has it. And all three of my kids have autism. So yeah, it comes from somewhere. Yeah. Well, and then you, you said you suffer from a few different things as well. So there's, yeah. there's these combinations as well. Wow. Well, this is amazing. And I love what you're doing, the work you're doing to be able to help these children and adults. Uh, to be able to deal with it. Cause I know as an adult, like I've never been officially diagnosed, but I'm a hundred percent positive. I have ADHD. Like mm -hmm. I just can't focus for anything. Like I, I know I do. Uh, and as you said something about um, you can't focus when you're listening to music with words. When I was a teenager, I would sit in my room, talk on the phone with the TV on listening to music and doing my homework and was acing my homework because I needed all of that distraction to actually focus, which doesn't make any sense. But it's the way that I was able to work. So, and I don't even understand it today, but I know there's something there. So uh, I heard the drum. I was like, yes, I need the drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I know now, thanks to you, that there's help for me still, even as a grown adult. So this is just so awesome. So, Samantha, tell us how we can find you. Yeah, you can go to my website. It's BoiseMusicTherapyCompany.com. And you can find it. all the links to everything there. That's right. And as you're listening, we're going to have all of that in the show notes. So if you're not in a place where you can write that down or click right now, just come back to this episode and click the, the show notes and you'll be able to have all the links to everything that Samantha does and all the uh, things that she can provide for you and things for resources that we talked about here today. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster, and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, 
Consider how strong and determined you are, and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be, and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. This has been so much fun, Samantha. You know, we we promised our listeners on She's Invincible that we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs and we're going to share their expert zone of genius. And you have done that so well today, but we're not done because we also promised them that while we're spotlighting how great you are, your success that you've created and the life that you're living today and the way that you're helping other people in the world, that we're also needing to pull back the curtain. You see, there are people there on their way to their greatness, to their next level of success. And it's hard. You know that, right? You know how we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but so it's not easy. But when we make it look easy, then everyone else that's struggling is saying, what's wrong with me? Right. They're comparing. They want the success you have. And they're sometimes envious of it or they think you're lucky, which we know the truth, right? The harder we work, the luckier we get. But I find that if we pull back the curtain and we share the journey that you've taken to have the success that you're enjoying today, that that kind of helps people with hope to say, oh my gosh, she went through this and she did it. I can do it too. And they get back up and they chase their dreams. And I feel like if we're not being authentic, then we're we're really duping them, right? We're we're just if we're just setting them up to feel worse. Um, and as entrepreneurs, I feel like when we know the truth, we have to go back and tell the others. So are you ready to tell some fun stories? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. This is my favorite one, the good. So yeah. tell us a story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. So in 2019. I was not making very much money in my business from 2013 to 2019. I was not. And then in 2020, I found this list that I was not on for health and welfare. And all of a sudden, my business grew five times its size in one year. And I was like, what? And then it's just continued to grow. And now I have like all these amazing employees and just fantastic people working for me that I could not be more proud of and more happy that they work for me. And I'm just... So grateful. And that is just the best thing that's happened in my business ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What a shift, right? And especially yeah. 2020. We're, we don't have a lot of people telling us that the great was in 2020. So, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of list was this? Because I want people to be like, hey, I, I got to go see if I'm on the list, right? So, yeah, so I definitely it? recommend that to people that um, if there's like a list in your area that people get resources from and you're not on it, definitely get on it. For me, it was health and welfare had a family direct program that you have to have if you want music therapy. And they had all these different companies on there and mine wasn't on the list. And so I went to a training for my own kids to get my kids on family direct. And they're like, and these are the companies that provide music therapy. And I was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? 
And so then I'm like, well, now I know why these companies are so much bigger than me, you know? But um, yeah, so that's the list that I had to get on. And then I just recommend that to people. Like if there is a resource list that you don't, that you think you're on, make sure you're on it. Cause I, I thought I was that. on the list and I was not. Well, and here's a side question to that. Like is music therapy something that the insurance companies consider uh, to, to cover for adults or children that are suffering from some of these neurodivergent uh, diagnoses? Um, as far as I know, private insurance does not cover it and Medicaid only covers it through like specific waivers. Okay. So this is something that people would pay out of their pocket for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Oh, this is so good. And now you're on the list. <laughs> yes. I'm on the list now. Yes. Good people get on the list, whatever list is going around in your community. Okay. Mm -hmm. My next one is the bad. We have to tell the story about the bad, but we'll save the ugly for last. Okay. So tell so, us the bad. Yeah. I was not diagnosed with ADHD until this year. And everyone just always was like, you have OCD and bipolar disorder. And I'm like, I really feel like I have ADHD. And part of ADHD is you have all these great ideas, but you don't follow through on them. And that has been the biggest hurdle in my life is that I have all these great ideas and then it gets hard and I don't want to seem like I don't know what I'm doing. And so I don't ask for help. And then I just give up on the idea and it, I keep it in the back of my brain. Actually. I'm like, I'm going to do that later because I don't have the bandwidth to do it right now, but I'm going to go on to this other like shiny new object, you know? And so that's been like my life is just going from one thing to the next. Um, I've had really bad commitment issues. So yeah, that, that's been really hard. That's been probably the hardest thing owning a business, um, is just not sticking to one thing except getting music therapy clients. Obviously that's worked out for me, but other things, I just go from thing to thing to thing. And that's been really hard. So what's different now? Because like, you know, I see you now like tackling things and, and being able to pull things off and, and finish and follow to the end. Uh, are you being treated for it? Is that what's helping you now? Yeah, for sure. Um, I got medication and I also um, am in counseling. And so those things together have really helped me to be able to feel less overwhelmed and just get things done. I love that. And, you know, the thing is like, because we can't just think like, oh, because I know everything's going to change. Right. So I wanted to like point that out. Like, it's not enough to just know, although it's very helpful because then you can be like, oh, I'm not crazy. This is a real thing that I have, you know, am dealing with. Um, but I also want to say, like, don't be afraid to get help. You know, when people find out they have cancer, they run to the cancer doctor, right? And they're like, help me, help me. But yet when they have some of these other things that they're diagnosed with, that they are afraid, you know, of judgment or labels or whatever it is, that they wouldn't go for help. And there's no shame in this, that the whole thing with finding out and getting diagnosed is that now you know, and you're equipped and now you can be empowered through whatever you need whatever treatment you need that's going to support you. So I love that you're openly sharing this like, hey, they're giving me medicine. I'm going to therapy. Like all these things together are the solution. And it's no different than if we had something else, right? We have strep throat, we get medication. We, you know, whatever we break our leg, they put it in a cast. Like we're constantly being fixed. And yet there's this one stigma still 
that I think we need to jump that hurdle and drop the labels and treat it like everything else that's going on. And yeah, which is serious, right? Treat it and go get what you need so that you can live a normal life and you don't have to be challenged the way that these can sometimes be challenging. Yeah. And that's honestly the whole point of Every Brain is Different podcast is that we want to challenge those thoughts that people have about mental illness, about developmental disabilities, and just let people know that there's no shame in getting help. If you want medication and medication works for you, that's great. If it doesn't work for you and something else works for you, that's great too. Whatever you need to do to help yourself, just do it. And there's no shame in whatever you choose to do. I love that. And and there shouldn't be. And and yeah. this is amazing. And I think, you know, Samantha, just getting the word out, right? Like us sharing this, you having your podcast and sharing that around the world is just opening people's eyes and empowering them to want to stand up and take control and do something about it. And 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 in doing that, you can live your best life. And I love that. All right. Well, this has all been fun, but we have to talk about the ugly. So tell us a story about the ugly part of the journey. So this was in 2016. And speaking of not getting help, not taking care of, you know, mental health. um, I was I had too many things going on. I was I had too many ideas and they were going all together. So I was in mass in graduate school. I just had a baby. I was running my business and I was working another job. And I one day just had a total mental breakdown. Like I was on the couch, just rocking back and forth, like trying to call everyone I knew because my compulsive thoughts were just flying, like over overwhelming me. And I was calling everyone I know. And I was like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And like, no one would answer the phone that day. It was really weird. And so I'm, I don't know how, oh, I got a hold of my mom and my mom got a hold of my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law came over and I like blacked out once she got here. I do not remember anything until my husband like came into our room and like I woke up, you know? Wow. And so that was like, that's what can happen if you don't get help, especially postpartum. I cannot emphasize that enough. Like if you were having issues postpartum, tell someone. And if they don't believe you go to somebody else, because my doctor did not believe me. He did not believe how bad it was. And I should have went to somebody else before it got to that point. Um, or, you know, don't start graduate school when you're having the same month, you're having a baby, (laughs) learn your limits. So, but yeah, but that's when I got, I, that's when I got, um, introduced to a psychiatrist and that was like, the beginning of my mental health, like medication journey. Um, but that was definitely like the worst part of trying to run my business. Like I was so out of my business. I did not know what was going on. And so just all of that together, that was definitely the ugliest part. (laughs) That had to be so scary, like being a new mom and having this little baby and feeling like you're about to lose it. That has got to be the most scariest thing. And, you know, there are places to call. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think we need to point that out and we need to put that in the show notes that 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 route that you took probably wasn't the most direct route to having help. So now there there's hotlines. Right. So and there are places that we can call in an emergency without having to call everyone that we know 
um, and we can get a response really quick as well. So um, we'll we'll go ahead and do some research on that as well and get some links in the show notes so that we can make sure that our listeners are equipped uh, in case of an emergency um, in any way like that, because that is that has got to be one of the scariest things. As you said, it is the ugly. Um, but I'm so glad that you worked through that and you got the yeah. help that you needed. And, you know, if you weren't sharing this, no one else would know that about you. So and I, I love that because that that means that you're you're healed, right? You you have what you need right now to keep things the way they should be. And you're living your best life. So, yeah, yay. I, I will say. If you are in that spot, the one thing that stopped me from calling 911 was I didn't want my kids to be taken away from me because I thought they'd take them away. And that I've been assured by multiple people that will not happen. So I just want to put that out there. Um, but yes, I have been healing and I've got the supports in place now where that is not a concern for me anymore. But if you are in that place, definitely call the hotlines, call 911, call some like you can call me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just um don't you don't have to do it alone. So, definitely get a support system. I love that. Oh, what a great 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 comeback you've made from, you know, but I mean, the diagnosis is the first part, right? That's step one is just figure out why things are the way they are and and what do we need to do to fix them and your perfect beautiful example of that and just and you are invincible. And just all the things. Congratulations to you and to our listeners. Please click the link in the show notes. Make sure to check out Samantha's podcast. It's amazing. It's actually, we didn't even say, but it is, it just launched uh, a few weeks ago and it took the number two spot in at least one place. I think it was number three somewhere else, number four somewhere else. Is it top ranked in the US on iTunes and all around the world in three or four different countries in different categories in kids' education and kids and families? So be sure to check it out and click the link to um to get what she has. You have a freebie for our guests. Yes. So yes. if you want more information on how to use music in your own life to reduce overwhelm, I have a PDF on my website that you can download and it has five different ways that you can use music to reduce overwhelm in your life. I'm going there as soon as we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for that gift, Samantha, for to support our listeners. So you guys just click the links and get everything she has for you. And um, also to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up. Just get back up. I know it feels like you can't. I've been there too, but I'm telling you right now that you can and you just have to trust me. Tell them, Samantha. Yes, I agree. You just have to get back up, get help if you need it. Well, yes, you need help. So get help. <laughs> We all need a support help. system. Yeah, everyone, need, everyone needs a support system. You cannot do things alone. Yeah, so. they thought they were joking when they said it takes a village. They were not kidding. It really does take a village. And we are your village here. So definitely reach out to us and take advantage of what we have for you. But whatever it is, wherever you are, however you're feeling, just get back up because you can do anything. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. 
If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.